What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! excited to be in a room full of faith. Just a few people. That's all I need. Because it's in a room like this where miracles can happen, where freedom can take place, where deliverance can happen. I don't know about you, but I would not read a Bible where what God could do was stuck at what he did. But I serve a God that's ready to heal and set free tonight. And I get it. There's some people uh, in your head, you want to be free, but in your actions, you waiting for God. God doesn't just arrest. He doesn't force himself. He's not going to force freedom on you, right? Um, I'm excited that today I can guarantee no matter how I feel, because I participate and engage, I am getting stronger. And there will be a time and day where uh, life will pull on or test me. And what will arise is what I've deposited in moments like this. If you stand by and you watch others get their praise on, you will wonder why they got biceps and and abs and, and you may not, right? Everybody engages differently. And so I know that there's people in here hungry and thirsty for things of God. And I want to applaud you for stepping out in faith for opening your mouth and for giving God your hands and for giving God your your rock and giving God your head and giving God. Man, this is what it's all about because we're in this life and time is passing by. And no matter what you think, the sobering reality in this place is everyone will leave this earth one day, but no one knows when. And the, the, the challenge is, is will Jesus find you in faith or will he find you worrying about tomorrow? Right, he, he got tomorrow. But what you can control right now is your mouth. You can control what you're thinking about. You can control your destination in this moment. My destination is praise. My destination is breakthrough. Let me tell you something. Till I die, I will be pushing through for breakthrough. Just because I'm up here don't mean I don't need breakthrough. As long as I'm on earth, I need breakthrough till I break through into eternal life. But as long as you in this earth, there's always layers to break through, mindsets to break through. So it's another Sunday we get a chance to peel another layer back. Do I got any people that's courageous enough to peel another layer back tonight? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, let's peel away. Come on, tell your other neighbor, I will not let you stop me from getting my blessing tonight in Jesus name have a seat have a seat one time one time for your mind two times for your heart three times for the block (laughs) one time for your mind two times for your heart Three times for you. Hey, don't do it. Don't do it. One time for your mind. Two times for your heart. Three times for the homies. Stop. 
I want to dive into this word because I know something about to break out. So I'm just going to dive into the word until the Lord, um, you know, we're going to go higher. Say higher. I, I need you to really look at your neighbor on the left and right of you. Listen, whichever one you think may have the highest potential to hold you back tonight. Okay, you choose. You choose. All right. Now, once you choose them, say, listen, tonight, I'm really not playing around with you. My life is on the line. And if I don't get this bag tonight, you're not going to like me tomorrow. So it is best that you support my breakthrough. Because with or without you, I'm about to get what God has for me. Now, I'm going to count down. And when I finish, that means all games is over till after church. And if God do me right, even after church, I ain't playing. Three, two, one. I ain't playing. Say push. push. Look, 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 look. Come on. Say push. push. One more time like you're pushing. Say push. push. Okay. I will try to speed up and give a tiny bit. Nah, I just need y'all to listen to this morning. Please. Can y'all listen to this morning sometime this week? I will try to hit on some important parts to catch you up. But if not, it is what it is. I see some people that was here this morning and you will be caught up. And then... What about 12.30? What was that all about? Sheikah, bah. Amen. I hope God got something for y'all for 6, 5.30. Because 10 was great, but then 12.30, he did something different. And then 5.30, you know, I believe 5.30 is God's favorite service. But he said after that response, he's switching up on y'all. That was whack. If God told me this was my fifth favorite service, I'm like super juice. Right? That's when he was, he going to do the most. Okay. Nope. Missed it that time too. All right. Say push. push. Applying pressure for promise. Applying pressure for promise while pursuing with passion. Pursuing with passion. Watch and pray. Say watch and pray. I want to thank those that came to the game Friday. We did lose. We ended our season in the semifinals. But I'll take that loss. I'll take that loss. We will be back. It's a bigger picture. Say bigger picture. It's no moral victories, but there is a bigger picture. That's We didn't retire after Friday, okay? We're going to regroup, and we're going to come back. As I shared, I wanted the best player on the floor. In my mind, he's the best player on the floor. He's the best player on the team. And anytime I'm on the floor with the best player on the floor and he's not on my team, I want the best player on the floor, right? And what my mind was determined, despite my hamstring, I can complain about my hamstring now, but I couldn't complain about it in the game. If you knew, you knew. If you didn't, you didn't. But I pulled my hamstring the week before playing on a limp leg, but that's okay. No excuses, okay? You got to learn how to fight the fight of life with a limp, right? That was really good right there. Like, that was really good. Some of you need to learn how to fight with a limp, right? And stop whining because you got hit in your hip. Jacob said, you can hit me in my hip, but I'm going to keep on wrestling till you change my name. I will fight you with one leg until something change. NG, breakthrough with one leg is better than no breakthrough with all limbs intact. Can I talk to anybody today? You see, I got my tassels on. Come on, somebody. I'm not playing out here. Better wake up. 
applying pressure. And all my mind was made up to do is apply pressure. Apply pressure to my opponent. And the challenge for him was, the report was, is that I took away his advantages and all other opponents, they submit to his advantages. See, you love a player like Kobe when he faces Jordan because he says, I don't care who you are. You love a player like Iverson when he faces Jordan, he says, I don't care who you are. The crossover is international. The crossover ain't for people that, 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 that I know I can get over on. The crossover is for the people I look up to. Right? I am going to press you. I don't care if I'm guarding my son. I'm going to press you. I don't care if I'm guarding my mama. If she in the game with me, I'm going to press my mama. See, and the thing about it is, is we're too comfortable with the enemy even when he's working through our friends. How do I know this? Peter, the enemy was working through Peter. Jesus said, I know we folks, but get behind me, Satan. I want, you to, I want you to understand this and see this picture. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, to his friend, and then he called his person who, 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 who turned to me and his friend. He kissed Judas, and he told Peter, get away. Because his enemy was helping him get to purpose. His friend was trying to call him to comfort. And we much rather have friends who keep us in comfort than enemies that push us to purpose. And until you fall in love with a press, then you will avoid pressing. I'll say it again. Until you fall in love with being pressed. I knew, I knew, I knew who we was playing Friday night was going to bring their best. I knew that our crowd and our pressure was going to bring the best out of them. Sometimes your best causes people to fold. I don't like games like that, although it's a dub in the column, but it doesn't give me an opportunity to grow. I will take a game like Friday any day because it gives me an opportunity to grow. It's like an evaluation. And so I grew. I grew mentally. I grew physically. But I also grew with a reputation. Because not only who I was playing was at hand, but next season, anybody that saw the game, they going to approach the game understanding who they work, working with. And that's the part you got to get with. You got to face the enemy so all them other enemies understand if they going to fool with Othniel, if they going to fool with Lisa, if they going to fool with any of you, if they going to fool with you, they going to have a fight on their hands. And here's the thing with some of us, the enemy, no, he can just drop a little suggestion. We going to eat it up. A little bit of offense, we going to eat it up. Somebody break up with us, we going to eat it up. Somebody yell at us, we going to fumble. And tonight, it's got to be the end of you being so soft. Yes, I'm preaching. You've been raised in places that allow you to be soft and pat you on the back. That's a part of pastoral duty. But welcome to an apostolic house, a prophetic house that's calling you back to have a backbone that the kingdom citizens supposed to have. So you got to apply pressure, not wait to be pressured. You got to learn how to initiate pressure. How do I? I don't need to wake up waiting for a bad day. I wake up and cause trouble. How do I cause trouble? Win souls. Put a praise on my lips. Think positive. Walk in love. Forgive. Sow a seed. That's a troublemaker. Peacemakers are troublemakers. 
You get up when you're supposed to be sick and laying down. You are a troublemaker. And that's why some people rather just be sick than to fight sick. Because <laughs> it costs to stand. That's the only thing. I knew, I knew Emerson was here last service, and I knew that our crowd was going to bring the best out of greatness. So when you see Emerson in the beginning, we just taunting him, and he like, bring it. I love it. That's how I was in college. I love playing on the opposing team versus playing at home. Home, you get to eat. You can see your family. You get to hang out with your kids, your friends. You, you, you play on the basket you used to. On the road, everything's unfamiliar. They put you in a locker room that's grimy, trying to play mental games on you, small locker room, and they try to put you at a disadvantage. But disadvantages always squeeze out greatness to a championship mindset. Champions love disadvantages. Hmm. Come on, say push. See, apply pressure, see? And I got to understand if I'm going to apply pressure, one day I'm going to meet my match. I, I love seeing, I, I don't love it, but you find people who tough against weaker people. But, but talk all that mess when you finally meet somebody that's your match. Don't just think you killed, killed it because you blew out a team that you should have blew out. Let, let me see you talk to the chick. Let me see how you going to act when somebody get up in your stuff. That's why I tell my son, when, man, I, I'm trying to, the, the here ain't the standard. I'm trying to prepare him to go in the States because in the States, them folks is fighting to get their family out the hood. They fighting for a different reason than, than, than Simeamu. Right in Pacific Academy, they fighting for a different reason in the hood where they coming out with uniforms and throw a T-shirt on top because they can't, they school can't afford no warm-ups. They fighting to get out the hood. They fighting to get their crackhead uncle off a of crack. And when you face somebody that's hungry for something bigger and you haven't made pressing and dog your mentality, it's going to be a rude awakening when you finally meet a dog. And that's why you should never play down to your opponent. You should dog your opponent. If your opponent that weak, dog them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that's not. Is, is, that, is that okay? Right? When you, when, you, when, you play, when you used to watch the, U, the NCAA tournament, we always see Duke and all these teams blow people out by 40 or 50 points. Right, you watch Jordan, you watch, they, they, they don't care who they play. You're going to give me 60 tonight, I'm going to get C. You see Kobe, I'm going to get 82. I don't care who you are. Toronto Raptors, is that who he hit it on? Canada, right? Toronto, right. Right, you take those, you did not get better if you played down. And a true champion understand that no reps are bad reps or unnecessary reps. If you have the opportunity to get better, get better. And that's why, oh, Shaka Khan. That's why we praise our way into pressure. I'm, can, I, can I help somebody tonight? Some people, you don't have to praise as long as we do. But we praise into pressure. Where's the pressure? When we feel like not worshiping. 
when we want to sit down, the moment we's like, that's too much, and oh, that's not my favorite song, the moment when it's an hour after we started worship, oh, you walked in with Elder John saying, amen, amen, right? And then here it is, 620, and you're like, okay. But we praised ourselves in the pressure, and we practice pressure, so when we under pressure, we carry presence, and we don't quit when we under pressure. See, the, here's the issue. You practice to fatigue. So when you're in a game under fatigue, you don't go under. That's what practice is. Practice is for throwing up. Practice is for pressure. Practice is for the weight vest. Practice is when you dog your teammates and let them know you deserve to be starting. We homies afterwards. But during practice, you are a, you're not my homie. You are an opportunity to get better. And that's the hard part about playing with friends. I love growing up with friends that came at me. I love growing up in a community where we played on the streets. And if you didn't get on... You, you wasn't getting on. And if you got crossed up, everybody dogged you. And if you, I praise God, it wasn't phones back then. Right? And if you got dunked on, and if you quit, you lost all street cred. So you grew up learning how to be a dog. These days, our kids don't have to do that. So how do you produce dog when you're not raised in a place where you have to be a dog, right? How? You got to make a decision. Apply pressure. I don't know who you are, but we're going to apply some pressure tonight. Bible says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and bow before me, I'll heal, heal their land. I want to check out something really quickly. Um, a part of this push we're kind of we're rubbing on prayer, okay? I will speed up, but I want to hit a couple points that I think were very good and that everyone would need. Matthew 21, the scripture talks about Jesus coming in to the temple and he turned over tables because he said that this that you have turned this place into a den of thieves and my house will be known as a house of prayer. Say a house of prayer. Let me tell you, wherever there is a house of prayer, it is a, heart, a house of war. A house of prayer is a house of war. It's not a house where we pray. It's a house of prayer. It's made on prayer. It exudes prayer. It makes you want to pray even if you don't pray. Everything you see in it is a result of prayer. Say a house of prayer. Now make sure, make sure y'all talk to uh, 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 Scribe. He was falling asleep a little bit. Or he just closed his eyes. You know, he, he tricked me a little bit. Okay, prayer is the key ingredient for birthing. Prayer is a key ingredient for birth. Prayer in the spirit realm is the same thing a mama do on the table, push. And understand, I don't care how much a mama pray on the birthing table, if she don't push, she gonna have some trouble. So you gotta learn how to pray and push. Prayer should assist you to what? Push. We go over to Isaiah 56, and this is so cool. It's a prophetic word to us, love quest. 
And I said it a few weeks ago, and then I stumbled across the scripture yesterday. And as, the, as for the outsiders, say the outsiders. outsiders. What does the outsiders mean? Outsiders. And as for the outsiders who now follow me, working for me, loving my name, and wanting to be my servants, all who keep Sabbath and don't defile it, holding fast to my covenant, I'll bring them to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of what? Prayer. I will give them, uh, will give them joy in my house of what? Prayer. One more time. Where's joy going to be found? Not just any church. But in a house of prayer, not just any family, but in a family of what? Prayer. Look at what he says. They'll be welcome. Who is they'll? Outsiders. They'll be welcome to worship the same as the insiders. Here's who we call to love quest, the outsiders. Say love quest. Come on, say love quest. Love quest. They'll be welcome to worship the same as the outsiders or the insiders, right? To bring burnt offerings and sacrifices to my altar. Oh, yes. My house of what? Worship will be known. My house of worship will be known as a house of prayer. This is key. For Christians, we have a major assignment, Love Quest. And anyone that gets in the way of loving all people, you will be so uncomfortable at this church. If you are religious or have a religious bone, you will be very uncomfortable at any given point. Because we have a mandate to create a space with no compromise for all people. And if you have any racism, if you have any prejudices, if you have any religion, if you have any of that going on, you either going to get free from it or you're going to stay distance and your distance is going to cause you to isolate one day. But this is a space for all people, no compromise. We're not compromising the gospel, but this is the Father's house. And the Father loves you insider as much as he loves them outsiders just letting you know where we're going and this is why we praise the way we do and this is why we press the way we do and this is why we fight for love the way we do it's because we will be a place that models what it looks like to have a house for all people and that's why he's been turning over tables of segregation in the church, preparing a table for all nations. We read Acts 1. I want to read James 5, but I want to skip forward. We know that this scripture talks about the prayer, the fervent and effectual prayers of the righteous makes tremendous power available. Makes tremendous power available. I'll share this one nugget you need to understand. He says, if any be sick be among you, uh, ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick 
and anoint them with oil. The word elders or pastors can or could be interchangeable depending on church to church, but in other words, elders, um, pastors, they're, 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 they're they either, if they're not lead, they're still partakers in helping cover and oversee the flock. Okay, this is very important to understand. This person that is sick is a person that is among us. Not just here, but you among us. You are a part of the flock. And so the reason why this prayer works is because there is a, a flow in our relationship from elder to pew. This is important because you have to be careful the enemy does not isolate you and pull you away from the flock. This is why he urges us to do what? Not neglect the gathering of the saints because there's healing in the gathering. When you call a church your church home, let me tell you, go to somebody else's house. They may not have the Alka-Seltzer you have at your house. They might not even know what Alka-Seltzer is. They might not have the ginger tea that you have at your house. That's why sometimes no matter how far you are, you're willing to drive home to get in what? Your bed. Because it ain't no bed like your bed. Right? Even if your bed janky, you like, I know how to, you know what I'm saying? I know how to lean with it, rock with it. My bed is okay. I'm going to figure it out. But ain't no home like my home. There's something healing about being in my home. Ain't it funny how even when you got folks that you don't like at your house, you still want to get home. You don't want to talk to them. You just, there's something about them being home that make it feel like what? Home. So church is the same. You don't got to like everybody, but don't let anything come in between you and your home. told us to gather together, not like everybody. You got to love everybody, but you don't got to like everybody. Not everybody your cup of tea. That's okay. Okay? <laughs> Natalia like, yes. <laughs> Say that. Freedom is in this place, Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad you my friend. Amen. He says, and then he says, if there's someone that is, um, is guilty of sin, he says, we'll pray for forgiveness, they'll be forgiven, okay? Now, this is important because some of us, there is certain sicknesses that have permission through sin, right? You out there dibbling and dabbling and stuff and opening doors, trying to experience and experiment you channeling stuff, you chanting, you praying to other gods, you Ouija boarding, and you, you know what I'm saying, you, 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 you know what I'm saying, you doing funny stuff with incense, and you just doing, you just trying stuff, sage, and you just trying stuff, you spooky, right? It's okay. There's all people, spooky people can be here too. Okay, it's not God's will you stay spooky. But we don't, we ain't, you, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. (laughs) 
So what he says is confess your sins to somebody. I know it looks like he's saying just stand up in the church and tell everybody your sin. Please don't do that. Okay, find someone, an elder, something, confess your sins, right? Because you're holding on to a disease connector. Right? It, is not, it, it, it was not God's will that we hold on to sinful knowledge. That's why he said don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So when you hold on to evil, it causes dis-ease in your soul. Disease, dis-ease in your soul. It doesn't have to be cancer, but it can be dis-ease. It could be anxiousness. It could be that thing that's eating you alive that you can't tell nobody you think. The devil is a lie. Tell on yourself. Snitch on yourself. I've had people come to me and tell me stuff, and, 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 and immediately they think, oh, Pastor Nim going to not love me. You know what? We just got closer. We just got closer because you trusted me with some very intimate information, and I'm not going to shame you. We're going to grow from this. Yes. I'm glad I can be trusted with nasty stuff. Because that's not the goal to stay nasty. But you walking around trying to act like everything is good. Mm-mm. Say mm-mm. Mm-mm. Look at your neighbor. Hold on. Before you look at them, just determine which one you think holding on to some nasty stuff. Okay? Hold on. Don't, don't do it yet because you got to look at them in their eye. And if they don't want to really look at you, just in your head, pray for them the prayer of deliverance. Say, is there anything you would like to tell me tonight? Look at him. Look, Effie just laughing. She ain't, she won't even look at you. Come on, Auntie, get it. <laughs> Some people won't even look. Amen. Andrew, and somebody check Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Amen. Anybody try to change up the conversation with you? She did, Effie, yep. Amen. That's why she be shaking when she be singing. Come out of you in Jesus' name. No, I'm just playing. 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 Amen. We love you, Effie. We love you. She getting red now. She getting red now. Don't do it. Don't do it, Effie. Don't go there, Effie. Stay go there. You know we family. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So he said, pray for one another. Pray for one another, for tremendous power is released through, through the passionate. So this is what we, you don't need to feel God to be passionate for God. Can I help somebody out? This is why we, 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 we pray passionate prayer. We're going to have a chance to pray a passionate prayer later. Why? Just because we can. We don't need to be led to pray. The Lord will back up. He's like, oh, look at they praying. Come on, come on, Ezekiel, come on. Abraham, that's how heaven be doing. Is it y'all praying? It's like, oh, we got some folks praying. We got some folks praying. And then they back us. They, you, know, you know how when you're raising money, there's people that match your dollar. Heaven matches your faith. Oh, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Heaven say, match my faith. Ooh, okay, you said it, you said it. You said it, watch, watch what happened tonight, watch what happened tonight, watch what happened tonight, watch what happened tonight. 
It says power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly. You ever have somebody pray for you and it's just like, okay, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Hey. Amen. And then you have people that are super passionate. And you appreciate that. But loud don't mean passionate. Right? But back home, and this is the old school saints will be snatching your hand and pulling on your hand. Them old saints, and you just got to take it as a little kid. Okay? We're not going to do that. Okay? The heartfelt prayer, heartfelt prayer uh, you got to believe this. I need you, I'm going to read this, and whoever believes this scripture with me, I just need you to raise your hand real quick. For tremendous power is released through the passionate and heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. You believe that for me? Okay, we'll get to that later. Elijah was a man with human frailties, but he prayed and received supernatural answers. With his frailties, he received supernatural answers. He actually shut the heavens over the land so there would be no rain for three and a half years. That's a prayer. Not three days, not three hours. If somebody prayed and it stopped raining for three minutes, I would be wild. Three and a half years? Then he prayed again and said, open them up. And they opened up over the land so that the rain came again and produced the harvest. There's a rain coming. That sounds like a song, huh? You, you felt that? You know what I'm saying? There's a rain coming. And a pain going. All right, all right, no, 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 oh, oh, you say, come on, stay, 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 not yet, not yet. You know, remember, boys, there's a rain coming, and this rain is going to produce a harvest. I want you to see this principle that was, that Jesus told us that he gave the church, that Elijah just did. He closed, and he opened. He binded, and he loosed. Jesus said, I give you the keys to do what Elijah did. So when we pray a passionate prayer tonight, there's going to be some things you and I going to bind and we going to what? Loose. Right? We going to bind up fear and we going to lose faith in our life tonight. We going to bind up sickness and we going to lose healing in our lives. We going to bind up poverty and we going to lose wealth in our lives. Yes, sir. We going to apply pressure on heaven and on hell. And that about wraps it up. That's what the scripture says. It ain't church ain't over. <laughs> Somebody was like, hallelujah. <laughs> and that about wraps it up. God is strong. No, God is strong. S-K-W-R-O-N-G. Strong. He gives me scrimp. <laughs> and he wants you 
what? Scroll. So take everything the master has set out for you. Take, can I find some greedy believers tonight? You, you, you know anybody, you sit next to anybody that'll eat the marrow off the chicken bone? Are you sitting next to auntie, auntie, anybody, you sitting next to anybody that'll eat Malachi, you, you, or, or Tavon eat the marrow out? You, you eat it, you proud of it, huh? Okay. All right, all right. Right, it's just my grandma, you, I'm like, you gonna cut your mouth doing all of that. Right, but it's healthy though, huh? I get it, I get it. Where my bone broth people at? Amen. Amen. You eat bone broth, you can wear them a little small, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I got some I'm goals. I got goals. PJ wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying? PJ like, no, sweetie, no. Extra large. They extra large. They, 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 they can't do that. Amen. But you feel me? Um, <laughs> so take everything the master has set out for you. Come on, say I'm greedy tonight. I'm leaving with everything. I'm not leaving nothing on the table. Look at your neighbor, and if you don't want yours, I got some room. But I'm going into next year full. Next year ain't how I'm getting full. I'm going in full. Well, well made weapons, he said, uh, uh, out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws. See, it is not meant for you to win sometimes. Anything the devil throws at you, there is a weapon that will cause you to triumph. This is what I'm saying. I need some undefeated for we serve an undefeated God. Stop, stop accepting defeat so easy. Stand up to everything, the devil. And let me not just run over this and just talk to you and talk you into, uh, 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 uh. he says, stand up to everything. So there's some battles you may not win, but every battle you can stand up. And that's all I'm trying to encourage you to do. Every time you stand up, you got a chance. And the Lord just asks you to show up and stand up. He asked you to show up and what? Stand up. Stand up to everything the devil throws at you and stop being a coward. Just stand up. Say, stand up. Stand up. Sound like Luda up in here. <laughs> this is no weekend war. This is no weekend war. This is no come Sunday and like, woo. No, this is no weekend war. That we'll walk away from and forget about it in a couple of hours? We should always come and press in and create a memory that sticks with us all week. Man, and then, and then by the time it may be wearing off, you come Wednesday and have a little bit more stir up. Stand up. Everything that will throw at you. This is no weekend war. Um, it says, this is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Operation destroyed. This is why he armed us, so we could destroy. We, 
we're destroyers. We, we come in to this city to destroy some stuff. We didn't come here to just say, leave us alone, devil. No, we came to say, what's up? Right? We're not here to share territory, man. Hey, hey, it ain't no joint custody up in here. This is kingdom business. This is all mine. I want it all back. That's old school Thai tribute. I want it all back. Everything that you stole from me. No, you don't want to share. There's no joint custody. This is my trophy. This is our territory. Find another block, but this ain't. This block is not for sharesies. Who am I talking to? You, you look, you, I'm not sharing my body with the enemy. I want it all healed. I want it all whole. It's time for wholeness. Wholeness. Come on, somebody. Say wholeness. I want my whole family saved. I want all my money back. I want all my bills paid. Wholeness. I want all my mind. I don't want part of my, ain't gonna get a piece of my mind. I want my mind. I want my body. I want my finances. I want my relationships. I want it all back. So come on, say thank you, thank you, Lord. I want the whole enchilada. He <laughs> say, be prepared. No, no, I didn't say no, the Bible says, be prepared. Y'all ready though? Be prepared. He said, be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Here's what he's telling us, Natalia. He's telling us, be prepared. This is why you got to praise God for a church that keep you prepared and armed. Like, let, let, me tell, let me tell you, I know it can be intense in here sometimes. Folks yelling and dancing, big old 6'3 boys with braids and glasses on, jumping all over the place. <laughs> and I watch my hammy. Right? You know what I mean? You, you see, you seeing all of this. Some of y'all ain't seen so many. Like, you know what I'm saying? He like, what the heck? But but this is a place where we come and get armed, man. He says, take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over. But the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. I love this. We're going to keep on We're going to keep on shouting. Right, that ain't ending. It says, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. To say that you are saved is to say that you are armed. You better wake up to the weapon of your salvation, the weapon of your righteousness. Do you know your peace is a weapon, and every time you lay down your peace, you put your weapon down? Do you know you are meant to fight with your peace? That's why the enemy's always trying to disrupt your peace. Say, my peace is my weapon. Faith is my weapon. Love is my weapon. 
truth is my weapon. So you got to learn how to apply it. When the enemy just bombarding you, you better learn how to... <laughs> Look, you know, everybody in here at some point that in, that in, that in tried to get on somebody's nerves or you, you got mad and you yelling at somebody and they just sitting there all calm. And you more mad because you like, you don't even care. <laughs> you don't even care about this. And somehow I don't care because I'm not acting up like you. Right? You ever try to get on somebody's nerves or pick a fight with somebody and they just not bothered? That's so frustrating when you can't get under the opponent's skin. Oh, I knew I got under my opponent's skin on Friday. No, that, you see, you see, you see? Coughed it up. Boy, amen. But that's the goal because I press. Now, here you go. Do you know when you choose to praise and when you choose to worship? Here, here, there, there you go. When you choose to be still, your stillness is so violent. I will not be moved. When the Lord says be still, he ain't say back down. He's just like... You know when they face off and they when they promoting a fight and they up there in their little leotards and they little little shorts, you know little tight shorts with all they you know what I'm saying they they're way in and they're looking at each other. <laughs> Be still. You know Mike Tyson. If anybody ever heard of Mike Tyson, he would know any great players like I I, I knew I had him when I looked at him. Your stillness is more violent than your expression of anger. Practice being still. He says, so that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. Right? So I'm skipping over some weapons prior to this. When you get time, read the whole Ephesians 6. Prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Church, this is important. It's harvest time. Prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. We got to learn how to pray, not just pray. We got to learn how to pray. Because if prayer is a weapon, then prayer requires strategy. Okay? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. If somebody's trying to distract you, say, get behind me, Satan. Pray hard or passionately and long. Pray for your brothers and your sisters. Keep your eyes what? Open. Keep each other's spirits. This is why you need a church like this. Sorry. Why y'all so loud? No, we, we, we turn the volume up to keep the spirits up. Okay? Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. There's an attack on our joy. 
there's an attack on our celebration. So we have a job to keep each other's spirits up. This is why I say, tell your neighbor, keep them up. Second Corinthians 10 says, the world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Is it talking about people or is it talking about the culture in your mind? The weapons we have are to destroy the unhealthy cultures in our soul. Therefore, if it's destroyed in our soul, we won't become a victim to it in our world, and then we have a better chance of changing what's around us. It says we use our powerful God tools for smash and warp philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. What's in your mind that's always opposing the ways of God? Young people, he tells you, the word of God tells you things about honoring your parents. Well, whatever the hell going on in your mind that's opposing that, guess what you should do? You should not treat parents the way the world treat their parents. You're adopting a spirit of rebellion. That's even grown folks and their parents. Right? But the kingdom way of doing it, he says, honor your parents so that your days may be long. The first commandment with a promise. And you wonder why we're in a world that's the way it is, is because we have a generation that do not honor authority, whether it's the cops, whether it's their parents, whether it's their elders, whether it, whoever it is, their teachers, I don't care who it is. If someone has been given authority over you, you have to honor them. Don't give your teachers hell. I'm trying to tell you, no young person that has a rebellious spirit will have an easy future. It just doesn't work that way. You cannot rebel against authority and expect authority to have your back. And that's why it's dangerous getting around friends when y'all gang up on authority. And y'all gossip about the teacher. I'm talking, and anybody flinching and squirming right now say, stop talking to me, and looking next to you as somebody texting or doing something, trying to be distracted, look at them and say, you need to pay attention. <laughs> because here's the world we live in. You're really not called to fight against it. You're called to fight for it. Yeah. So if you don't like your teacher, pray for your teacher. And you can't pray an effective prayer for somebody you gossip about. Be a leader on your campus. Be a leader amongst your friends. And stop contributing to toxicity. Because every time you dishonor, even adult to adult, you are tearing away at your weaponry. Let me give you a key principle. The armor doesn't work where there's dishonor. 
This is why Jesus says, no, Peter, put the man ear back on, man. Come on. We can't go to the cross dishonoring or unfree. I have to go to the cross without spot or blemish. So Jesus had to fix that quick. He's like, dude, you messing up how I'm going. This, this, you, ready, you, ready, you ready for this, Annabeth? Look. Every action that I do contributes to how I present myself to God. So this is why he says, when you come to me and pray, if you got art with anybody, go deal with it, then come back to me. Because I have to present myself. Yes, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. But I can't come to God asking him to be my friend and dishonor his child. Because the person you don't like is still his child. Here's what the Bible says. How could you say you love me, but you don't love them? The Bible calls you a liar. How can you love me who you don't see? And you hate those you see. <laughs> Trying to help you. Because if you have a rebel rebellion comes to disarm you. It comes to diminish your power. And I don't care. I'm, ta I'm talking to even, even worship leaders up here. I don't care how much, how big your voice is and how well you can sing. If you are a dishonoring person, the anointing don't work through dishonor you you can't disrespect me you can't you 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 can't cuss somebody else you can't gossip back there in the parking lot then come up here and cry holy so if you want the power and the anointing to work on your life guess what you got to keep your mouth off of god's anointed people and just because you don't like them don't mean god don't love them i'm trying to help somebody he says, our tools, he says, he says, fitting every loose thought and emotion and purpose, the, the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. He says, my tools come to clear the grounds of every, not some, every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. The weapons of our warfare are to bring us to completion and to wholeness. You got this. The weapons of our warfare are to bring us to completion and to wholeness. Maybe this will help you out. Coping is not a weapon. It's a posture of surrender. Coping is not a weapon. I didn't say coping was not good, but you don't live at coping. You don't live at tolerating. There's two battlefields. There's the natural and there's the spiritual. And the way we attack both of those is through intercessory prayer and the binding of strongholds. What is binding? It is arresting. It is taking captive. It's like your thought life. Anybody ever been bombarded with negative thoughts about themselves? Let's start there. About, about themselves. Come on, raise your hand. Raise your hand so people don't think they're alone. Okay. You cannot think away thoughts. 
you have to talk. And so you got to take whatever the enemy is saying, whatever the lies you believe about yourself, whatever the insecurities are, whatever the fears are, you have to take them and you got to take them captive and put them under the word. How do I do that? I find a scripture. So if there's a lie about my worth, I find a scripture that tells me how worthy I am in God's eyes. And then I bring that word into my mouth and I speak it over the lesser thought. Every thought of the enemy about you is lesser than what God has said about you. So I have to take the higher thought, put it on my tongue, and I have to begin to speak it. Strongholds are lies that Satan has built into the minds of people, cities, governments, like a fort, which he protects. How does he protect it? By convincing you to believe them and protect them. How many people, if you was honest, you protected shady stuff about you? Yeah. You, you, you got a little nasty ways and you come up with some excuse. And one of the biggest ways we do it is somebody mess with us, we give them a little nasty attitude. Well, if you never, guess what you just did? You protected that stronghold. Because even if they pushed your buttons, the Lord still requires you to respond differently. All right, I need to move forward. I need to move forward, okay? Let me try to break this down to you. We're, we're in a time where it's harvest, and we're in a time where it's time to push, okay? I think I'm on to, to something when I describe this, and I ask those that even heard this earlier still be open for deeper revelation. But we're in a time where it is nothing left to do but push. Nothing left to do but what? Come on, nothing left to do but what? push get a reward for your pain so I would liken this moment to the last phase of the birthing process okay anybody ever have a baby before one or two or three or four or five or six how many people have baby in here? Babies or baby up in here? Come on, we got some. Amen, amen. Even if you're a guy, come on, if you're a guy, that you had a baby too? Don't let your wife tell you you, you wasn't pregnant. We was pregnant. <laughs> amen. You got it? All right. So the last phase of the birthing, some say is this transition period. Follow me, okay? Transition period. Let me, before I even go forward, what I'm saying is you're being transitioned now, okay? Out of what was into the new, okay? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, this is where you receive prophetically. This is where you get pregnant. Right, open your, the womb of your spirit right now. Okay? This is the place where you are about to go from a season of pain to a season of triumph, right? To a from a season of glory to a season of glory, right? This is where you're about to go from this season of where you just couldn't figure things out to things about to be, be, get very clear, right? This is where the hangnails are about to get cut off, right? This, this is where you are about to see the fruit of some messed upness in your life. 
Is that anybody who's ready to receive that? Okay, okay, so you're going to have to participate in your harvest. This is, this is the part where it's most painful but shortest phase. Now, if there's a part where that can relate, I need, I need participation because we're going to land this plane somewhere around here, but I need engagement. So if there's a part you can relate to over the last few years, in God's eyes, that's short. For you, it seemed like a long time. So when I say it's the most painful but the shortest, you're going to be like, well, no, nah, this has been going on too long. No, no, no. In God's eyes, that's a little, little, little blink. Right? So, so if you see a part in here, if a brother is preaching down your street, I just need you to engage in the truth that's being spoken. Because what I'm saying is God sees you. Okay? Okay? So this transition period is where it is most painful, but it's the shortest phase. I don't know if it's been the last few years, if anybody has experienced some painful moments, even if it, like frustration can be painful. Right, feeling like you in quicksand and, and you, you moving, but you ain't moving. That can be painful, right? When you take two steps forward, you take a step back. You get a new job, then you lose the job. You get a new friendship, then you lose a friendship. You, you just heal, and then somebody else break your heart. I don't know in the last few years anybody been through some painful times. Is that you in here? Okay, but I want you to understand if it's painful, if God has an expectant end of hope and goodness, if it ain't hopeful and good, it must mean it's not over. Because his end results in your life is good. Say it's good. So it's the most painful, but it's the shortest phase. Say I'm coming out of this one. Okay, this is where the body is preparing for the push. A part of your frustration over the last few years, last few months, is because you've been, get, you've been getting ready for the biggest push of your life. You've been warned, should I stay, should I go? Should I go up, should I go down? Should I believe, should I not? Why am I here, why am I not here? Well, I thought I was going to be further this time of my life. Those have been contractions in your life. Why are you asking me to forgive this person, God? They hurt me. He's like, but the little bit of pain I'm asking you to go through is nothing compared to the next years of triumph you will experience. Right? Come on, anybody in here ready for some triumph? Is it anybody in here ready for some victories? I don't know. Are you ready to go on some runs for victory? Come on, say momentum. The body is, get, is preparing to push. Yeah, look, if you ain't never had a baby, everybody in here didn't have to use the bathroom here and there before. I'm trying to get everybody on the same page. And when you get to that place where you like, stop the car, I got to use the bathroom. Right? It ain't, if, it, it, look, if you don't stop this train right now, this whole car going to be a mess. I mean, you got you to get this. You, you, gotta, you, can, you ever get to the point, no matter how long you tried to hold it, your body had to do what it had to do. I'm trying to help somebody here. I'm trying to paint this little picture here for somebody, right? Look, it don't matter what you try to hold. It don't matter how much you try to talk. You try to laugh. You're like, oh, don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh right now. 
right? Because what I'm trying to tell you and draw this picture of is you are in a season. It does not matter how much you try to control the outcome. It's coming out. The question is if you're going to be prepared for the blessing. That's the question. Did you spend this entire season of pregnancy complaining? Or did you spend this entire season of pregnancy in preparation? Because when I look at a mama and a daddy, when they're expecting, they get the room ready. And this is the part where you enlarge your territory, expand your tent peg, because I am getting ready to give birth. And when the water breaks, it's too late. I don't care how scared you are to your greatness. I don't care how scared you are of newness. It's coming. I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but it seems like God has been forcing his way on you. You try to go left, you try to go right, and it's like God's just like, hey, I'm telling you, you it ain't going to work if you go that way. Either way, you got to just take. God has been forcing his way on you. That's his love. He's like, I can't mess this one up. I'm not going to let you mess. I'm talking to somebody. I'm asking you right now to release the frustration and any anger you ever had towards God in this season. God has been causing you, preparing you for the biggest push of your life. He says, this is the moment in the transition when the temptation to give up is at its high. Anybody over the last little while you've been feeling like, come on, let that feel it. I don't care if it's tears right there. Be real with yourself, spirit and truth. You've been feeling like giving up. If that's you, you've been feeling like giving up. Come on, you're about to engage. You're about to engage. You're about to engage. Because when I'm done with all this, we're going to push. Okay, you, you've been, maybe you didn't even want to tell people. Maybe it's leaders and you've just been so faithful. But if you was honest, you're like, man, pastor, some of these meetings, some of this, I ain't felt like coming on those Sunday. I've been feeling like giving up. I've questioned why am I still doing this. I've questioned if I could even handle this. I've questioned if I've outgrown this or if the team has outgrown me. I've questioned if my marriage is, like, you, you've been questioned. You've been thinking about giving up. But by the grace of God, there's something inside of you that helped you keep going. Can we just thank God for, give, for helping us to continue to keep going? Come on, thank Hey, some of y'all, you about to say, praise God, I did not give up. say, oh, well, I'm sick, right? Praise God, I just didn't surrender and give up when I felt like giving up. But even when you didn't have a praise, people was praising God for you. The signal, this is a transition, it's the signal, it's the signal the baby has dropped into the birth canal and his position to come. Man, there is whatever God has for you guys, it's in position to come into the world. 
That could be your healing. That can be your household salvation. Some of you are going through a really bad relationship where you need some reconciliation. Whatever it is, get ready for the momentum of blessings, the stream of blessings. And do not be disappointed if a little bad thing happened here or if some disappointment happened here. I'm telling you, you need to get ready for a stream of blessing. He's about to restore your joy. He's about to restore your hope. He's about to do things radically different as he eradicates generational curses and generational, generational stuff, generational strongholds. Come on, even now, that be broken now in Jesus' name. I am not carrying another stronghold any further. I may have inherited this stronghold, but today I drop it off. It is not mine. Can you lay down what's not yours right now? Lay it down right now. And it's not mine. Sickness is not mine. Pity parties is not mine. A lying spirit, a rebellious spirit, it's not mine. Poverty is not mine. A domineering spirit, it's not mine. Insecurity, it is not mine. Rebellion, it is not mine in Jesus' name. Witchcraft, it is not mine. Cancer, it is not mine. Diabetes, it is not mine. Addiction, it is not mine. Fear, it is not mine. It is not mine. This is not mine. I disown you right now, sickness. I disown you, addiction, right now. I disown you, alcoholism, right now. This is the time where the water has broken. The water has broken. I'm telling you, see, you see, before the baby come, there's a lot of processes. But it's progression. The water breaks. <laughs> the baby gets in position to come into the world. What God wants to bring in this world is not something that is just like, here's a car. No, this is something that is going to change people's lives. God got big stuff on his mind. Like He's not looking to bring a few dollars in your life. He's trying to absolutely change the trajectory of the generations coming before you. God is trying to move through you in a way that brings so much hope to thousands of people. So when they look at you, they're like, oh, my God, if he did it for you, he could do it for me. Right, right. You had to. I don't know how dangerous this is to say, but you had to say sick enough for long enough for the right people to see you sick. This is just radical thinking right here. So that when you become healed, the people that will one day get sick will see that God can and God will. See, hope finds ways to hope. Hope finds ways to hope. Statement says is God, it gotta be a way. I know you're a healer, so maybe I'm still sick because somebody needed to see me sick. And that same person that seen me sick is about to see me whole. 
see me rich. This is where the body is fully dilated. And you might often hear the words, I can't do this anymore. Right? Help me, dilated means what? Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. Come on, come on. This God did this. God did. Come on. Come on, Troy. Don't be uncomfortable. Troy went like, oh, wide open. Right? It's opened up. What? Things have opened up. That, that's what the Red Sea did. It dilated. I don't. I don't know what that has. I don't know what the hell. Ha, what in hell has been getting in your way? But see it dilated. See. I don't know who's been in your way. I don't know if money's been the issue. But things are about to open up in your. This is the place to be where you can't do it no more. You can't, you can't do it no more is good news. Because he is, he is, he can, he will. This is the period the mom is the most emotionally needy and energy is at its lowest. How can I, how can I help you on this one? I don't know in this season you've been, people been trying to help you but it seemed like no help. Like it helps, but there's still something missing. It's like it may encourage you, but it may encourage you, but it don't heal you. So you walk away from being around somebody full of faith and you're hopeful, but you're not healed. You've been in a season where it don't matter how much you've tried, it don't matter how much support you've had, you still wanted to give up. You might have strength for a little bit, but then you go right back and you're like, why do I keep, I, I feel like I'm getting stronger and then it feels like I'm, this is right where God wants us. Were you out of strength? And we can hold you, but we can't heal you. And you've been placed in a community that's holding you up when you really won't heal in. And it's okay to say, you know what? Like that irritated mama who pregnant, giving birth, she might want touching, but soon as you touch her, what she say? Don't touch me. She don't know what she want, what she need. And this is the season, and this is something I want you to do. It's gonna take a lot of courage for some of you. Is you're gonna pray this crazy prayer, and you're gonna say, take the scaffolding off. Whenever the scaffolding is removed, what is that a sign of? You ready to stand. And so you're not necessarily telling people, don't touch me. But you're saying, I'm ready to stand. Come on, I'm, I'm ready. Lift your hands right where you are. I'm, I'm ready to stand. I thank you for your help, but this, see, I'm about to stand. 
I'm about to stand. I, I, I thank you that I have your faith to cling to, but I'm about to stand on my own two feet right now. Come on, I'm about to, I'm about to get my strength back. I, I appreciate that I can, I, can, I can pull on your strength and your hope, but right now I'm about to try to stand on my own two feet. Come on, I'm about to hope on my own. I'm about to declare on my own. You've been praising me. You've been praising for me and with me. But right in a, few, in a few minutes, I'm about to let out a praise on my own that I haven't been able to do in a long time. Come on, I'm about to stand for myself. I'm about to stand for my family. Thank you for helping me. But it's nothing you can do at this point for me. I just, there, there's this illustration that God is saying, I want you to let go of your friend's hand, and I want you to grab a hold of my hand. In a few minutes, in a few minutes, that's what you're about to do. In the spirit, you're going to let go of that codependency, and you're about to grab a hold of God's hand. You're going to let go of the hope of somebody accepting you, and you're about to grab a hold of the one who has affirmed you. You are about to let go right now in Jesus' name. You're going to let go of your crutches, and you're going to grab a hold of the hand of Jesus. This is, this is the moment you let the, what you call that, what you call that mother, that, uh, not surrogate mother, what, do you, what is that? The, the midwife, this is why you about to, you about to, the midwife about to come in. We about to push. We about to push. This is where all the coaching and all the cheering and all the support sometimes is useless because you're too far gone. No one can push for you. More medication won't help because by the time it kick in, the baby going to be out. This is that period of time that you got what you got. And whatever strength you got in this moment, in a few minutes, you about to use that strength to crawl to Jesus. Tonight, I don't I need an illustration. Tonight, you about to touch the hem of his garment. This is the part where we be not weary and well-doing. For if we faint not. This is the part where we know and believe that his grace is sufficient. This is the part where the Lord receives his children fully surrendered. This is the part where we pray, Lord, enlarge my territory. Yeah, that's, that's that prayer that we can't be afraid of praying. It's that part. It's that part. And I don't care if it's worship team, I don't care everybody in here, you about to draw close to that garment, that, that hem, the hem of his garment. Lift your hands right where you are. We're about to enter into the season and experience the blessing with no sorrow. The, the blessing with no strings attached. The blessing with no sorrow. This is where you're about to experience the healing power of God and you don't got to look over your shoulder for sickness to come back. This is where God is about to transform your finances through wisdoms and strategies and you don't have to look back over your shoulders for poverty to come and clamp you down again. This is where God is about to do something supernatural in your father's heart, in your mother's heart. He is about to do something that you've been crying out for. Get ready for that phone call from your sister, from your brother, from your uncle, from your coworker. Get ready for that phone call from some loved one. You've been praying. The Lord says, hand them over to me. You have done a good job. You have 
been faithful, the time is now. Your in-laws are coming to the Lord. The Lord is mending the broken hearts. He is mending that broken marriage. He is taking care of your children. He is going into prisons and dropping charges. He is breaking the addiction in Jesus' name. Come on, we're reaching for that garment tonight. We're reaching for that garment tonight. This is the season where the separation is healthy separation. This is healthy separation. It's not isolation, it's separation in Jesus' name. It's consecration. Come on, he's about to do it so that people will know that he is God. Get ready for his favor to be upon you, for his wisdom to be upon you, for his protection to surround you, for his abundance to be upon you, for his ability be to be within you, for his grace to be upon you, for his joy to flow out of you, for his freedom to captivate you, for his peace to invade your life. All of this will be resting upon you and whatever you put on your, put your hands to. Wherever my feet tread, I call it blessed. Whatever my hands touch, I call it blessed. Whenever my mouth speaks blessing, it shall come to pass. Reactivate the prophetic now in Jesus' name. Reactivate healing power in Jesus' name. Heal our bodies in Jesus' name. Touch our bodies in Jesus' name. Touch our minds in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, we're reaching for the garment. At any time, at any time. I'm just reading off some scriptures for your faith. So at any time, you do whatever the Lord has asked you to do, but we're reaching right now. I'm just speaking scriptures over us. I'm speaking scriptures over us. So our faith can arise to what he says. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. I don't know if you felt like a curse has been over you. Anyone with a dark cloud over your life. The spirit of suicide maybe have been over your life. You feel like you've blacked out at times. Rage have hit your life. But I'm telling you, that spirit has no more power in your life. You have been broken. Curse. The curse has been broken. Come on, say the curse has been broken. Because he has become a curse for us. Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. So tonight we enter into that same death. And we rise up that the blessing of Abraham. Come on, lift your hands. The blessing of Abraham. Come on, there's a slide for this. Move on. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It's, it's, it's just the next, it's, the, it's, it's a few sides later. Come on, y'all gonna have to move with me. Y'all part of worship back there on Pro Presenter. Okay, Galatians 3, 13 through 14 says this, that I say I've been, I've been. redeemed from the curse of the law in Jesus' name. Now, 
the blessing of Abraham is upon me. It cannot be stolen. It cannot be removed. In Jesus' name. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. I'm telling you, you are being restored to your origin of blessing. Before you was formed in your mama's womb, I want you to see who he was talking to in Genesis 1:28. In 26, he says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And then what he did is he spoke the blessing. Not a blessing, but he spoke the blessing. And then in chapter 2, he created when he breathed into our nostrils. Right here, he created our spirit man, our real man. <laughs> this is you right here. Chapter 2 is where he made the physical body, and then he breathed what he blessed into the body. Read your word. Here is where he's speaking. He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish. He's creating you. You're a governor. And then he closes it off and he says, then God blessed. He created you, then he blessed it. That's why on day six, he was able to say everything that I made was good. Very good. I want you to know you were created very good. So anything that is out of context or very good right now, put it under your feet. Come on, say, I'm very good. My family is very good. My finances is very good. My body is very good. <laughs> then God blessed them. What did he, how did he bless it? He spoke the blessing. Get your hands up. And God said to them, this, this is what he's restoring you to. From this day forward, you will be fruitful and multiply. I want you to see something. Fruitfulness and multiplication is your nature. Barrenness is not your nature. This is your nature. Fruitfulness is my DNA. Multiplication is my DNA. And then he said, fill the earth and subdue it and have, and have dominion. Dominate. Steward. He didn't say steward little. Steward much. For you, O oh Lord, will bless the righteous Come on, come on. This, this is not a moment where you just, this is a moment of like, this is just impartation. You, you can bow down in this moment. This is not a moment where you can, you can get this with here. This is a moment where you get it with your inner ears, your inner man. So this is a moment where if God is stirring some up, you got to respond some way. I don't know how you're going to do it. You can get on your knees. You go to the altar. You can, whatever you're going to do. But this is a moment he is speaking truth into your spirit right now. He is building a new fortress in your soul. And if he's building a new fortress in your soul, there must be a fortress that's being torn down. I don't know what he's tearing down in your soul, but that fortress the enemy built up in your soul is coming down. That fortress of lies is coming down. For, for you, oh Lord, 
will bless the righteous. Look, with favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Say, favor surrounds me like a shield. Come on, say, favor surrounds me like a shield. Wherever I go, favor surrounds me like a shield. Favor protects me. Favor keeps the haters off of me. <laughs> For whatever is born of God. Say, that's me. Come on, say, that's me. Come on, let me tell you, God is moving on people's heart. You can dim the light. You can give me, just give me blessing. Just give me less light. Come on, bring it down. Bring it down, because some folks right now, don't, can't, they got to take their focus off. Give me some blue light special or something. Oh, no. Something. Because we need you to respond. That woman said, boy. Oh, my God. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I showed up late. To the chosen party the, the show I just showed up watch the first episode last night okay listen amen appreciate me don't hate don't hate listen listen there was one part that just grabbed me it was that one blind man that grabbed a hold and said are you the savior he couldn't see but he heard about a savior and he got a hold of somebody he was like are you the savior That wrestle with Mary, 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 was it Mary, Mary Magna? And when she finally encountered Jesus, it was something different than when the rabbi, when the religious spoke. You see how the, the religious had no power over the demons. But I don't know who you are. The Lord says, bring your filthy rags tonight. Bring your filthy rags. Bring your desperation. The Lord is washing. Some of you may, you may feel filthy because of thoughts. The Lord says, come on tonight, I'm washing you up. For whatever is born of God, say that's me, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Tonight we're responding with our faith. I like this. I'm going to speak this thing over you. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above. Say high above. Say I'm going higher. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of being lower. I'm going high. I'm, listen, some of you have been afraid of elevation. But unfortunately, elevation causes separation. And there's some people, they may not be able to go with you now, but they need you to go first. They may not be able to go with you now, but they need you to go first. Say, Lord, I'll go first. Come on, lift your hands if that's you. He says, and all these blessings, you better get ready. All these best blessings shall come up on you. See this, Troy? You see this, Troy? He, this is what I like. We're in the season, Annabeth, where the blessing is going to overtake you. This isn't, a, this isn't, this isn't, man, this is not a normal.
normal season, it's some overtaking that's about to take place. Stuff you didn't ask for. You ever go out to a restaurant? I don't know, but I get favor. Sometimes when I go to restaurants and the, the chef, they say, oh, the chef just wanted you to try this new, this, this order. Yeah, bring it on. I didn't ask for it, but I'll take it. There's about to be some goodies, some extra knack-knacks in the bag. There's about to be some blessings you didn't even know you needed in your life. There's about to be some people that show up with some resources. You're like, oh, I didn't even know I needed that. Oh, that's a good idea, God. I'll take that. Okay, I needed that. Okay, I needed that resource. I needed that person in my... I didn't even know I had need of you. But the Lord is untying some donkeys that are coming your way. Say, I ain't the only donkey getting untied. Amen. And all these blessings shall come up on you and overtake you because you've obeyed the voice of the Lord. Man, can I help some people right now? Can I encourage some of you? God has not judged you based on your fears and insecurities, but you have kept fighting. You've pushed past your insecurities. And though it feels like you may have missed out and you're like, God, why, why this feeling? And you think, God, things have been delayed because you felt unworthy or you felt like you messed up. There is nothing that you have done, no sin. There is nothing you have done that can stop what's about to come to you. The reason it's coming, <laughs> you ready? The reason it's coming is not because you got it right. It's because you kept going. Can I encourage somebody right now? The blessing is not coming because you got it right. It's coming because you kept going. Your continual walking calls you to run into the blessing. Come on, say keep going. What's coming is not based on your behavior. It's based on the nature he blew in you. It's coming because you, you are son, you are daughter, and I'm about to speak these blessings over you. So get your hands ready, get your soul ready, get your spirit ready. He says, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country or in the field. In other words, it don't matter where you, if you are in Antarctica, guess what? Blessed you are. I sell ice to a polar bear. I got favor on my life. I'm anointed in Jesus' name. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Come on, put your hands on your body right now and say, I produce health. I am healthy. We serve a God that can produce new blood cells in your body. If a snake can shred skin, you can shed skin. Lord, I speak new skin on your body. I speak new skin. I speak, I speak new brain cells in Jesus' name. I speak fresh sinews in Jesus' name. I speak new bone marrow in Jesus' name. Come on, come on. Believe for it right now. I speak new tissue in your body. 
tissue in your body. Come on. Restore the lungs of the smoker in Jesus' name. Blessed shall be the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. See, we don't deal with that. Some of you may. But if it's your finances, if it's your influence, if it's your resources, bless. Your increase, your influence is about to increase. Blessed, show your basket and your netting bowl, your bank account. You ready? Blessed is your creativity, all you creatives. Do we got any creatives in here? Any, hey, hey, pick, pick back up songwriting. Pick back up your paintbrush. Pick back up your makeup brush. Pick back up your hair. Pick back your hot comb up. Come on, I don't care if you do it for yourself, but the Lord says he's about to bless your art. It ain't about, you ain't forget trying to get it to the world. God will do that. But be faithful over the audience you have. Be faithful over your children. Preach to your children. Preach to your wife. Draw a painting for your church. Do something in the most intimate way. Dance before the Lord. You don't need an audience or a play. You don't need a stage. Dance in your room. Yes. Blessed shall you be when you come in. And blessed shall you be when you go out. Say, I'm blessed everywhere I go. The Lord will cause your enemies. The Lord will cause your enemies. And I'm telling you, known enemies and unknown enemies. You best believe if you somebody, there is enemies that are plotting on you. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated right before you. Get your popcorn. Get your popcorn ready. Get ready for some people who put their mouth on you to come and repent to you. And when they repent to you, say, baby, that's okay. I love you. God got me. Let me pray for you. God is about to give you a backbone to face your enemies right now. Don't you dare run another day from your enemies. You're going to run into some folks that put their mouth on you at the mall. Guess what? You go order your, your, go order your smoothie right up there with them. There was, there was this guy, there was this guy the other day, me and my family went out to eat. We was parking, and him and his little snobby girlfriend was honking behind me. So I got out the way, and he looking at me with his little drink. And you could tell he talking smack. I'm like, okay. Because you know, when I'm leaning back, I look short in the car. So, so I pull around, I park in the street. They went into the meat market. Me and the family walking into the spaghetti spot. And I said, babe, I'll be right back. I said, Malachi, come, in, come with me into the meat market. I was like, you want something, Malachi? You want something? Let's go get something from the meat market. So look, I didn't, I didn't want to say nothing to him. I didn't want to say nothing to him, but I was practicing standing. Because the enemy would try to taunt you through spirits. 
right? You're going to walk through the streets and here, here, some of y'all this week, you're going to be walking somewhere and a demon going to snarl at you. I want you to take that as a sign that there's a new level of glory on your life. Don't you dare fear. You just walk boldly in the name of Jesus. And I walked in the meat market and I stood right there while he was ordering his stuff. And Malachi was getting chips and stuff. And I stood over there. I looked at him. He turned around. He was, okay. He's like, whoa, like, okay, keep that same energy. <laughs> and I didn't do nothing, but man, that brother, he went out that door so quick. Come on, babe. <laughs> Come on, babe. And they left. You know, I want you to know that there's a strength that's coming up on you to stand against the taunting of the enemy. Your running days are over. If you've been a timid person, your, tim your days of timidity is over. The Lord will command. You see this? You see this, Annabeth? You see this, Danny? You see this, Pastor Daniela? You see this? The Lord will cause the blessing, but he's commanding the blessing on you. In your storehouse and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land with the... He's giving you territory. Be faithful over you. When you go to your cubicle tomorrow at work, understand that's a territory. Be faithful over that office. That's a space. There's some spirits that come in that room. Take authority over that room. When you pull into the car garage, take authority. Come on, lift your hands right where you are. I'll read this last scripture. And we'll just pray a passionate prayer. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. <laughs> and forget not one of all his benefits. This, this is why we're about to pray a, a passionate prayer. So, so this, is, this is our response to what God just spoke over us, is we're just going to press passionately with thanksgiving. And even starting now, I want you to start remembering all that God has done for you. I want you to remember what he's brought you through. If you can, think of your worst days, your toe-up days. Think of the, the snares that you was in, didn't know, but God sent somebody your way and said, hey, pay attention to that, and you got your foot out of the new, you got your foot out of it at right on time. I want you to think of how you thought your family was done, but he kept you. I want you to see, I want, no, for, forget, I know it's some things you went through, but I want you to begin to put your mind on all the benefits, not just the good things that have come, but benefits of being his. The benefits. Who forgives everyone of all your iniquities? 
who heals each one of all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender. He crowns you. The Lord who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation with good so that your youth renewed. So, so, so this is what he's telling you. You can get older, but your youth can be renewed. I don't know about you, but you're about to get your dance back. You're about to get your praise back. Hey, 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 just go to the gym. You got your part to do. But man, oh yeah, I'm about to play ball for a few more years, a, a, a little while. I'm about to go get in some shape and I'm about to go out there and compete at a higher level. Uh, he about to restore. He, is, he has restored my youth. It's like the eagle, strong, overcoming, and soaring. I hope you're prepared for soaring. I'm going to say my pigeon days are over. See, my pigeon days are over. Oh, you, you know what pigeons love? Manna. <laughs> manna is about to be, thank God for manna, but manna is about to be needed no more. Come on, lift your hands right where you are. I want you to get your mind on the goodness of God because he's held us. I don't know about you, but God has been so good to us. Come on, just begin right where you are. Just begin to open your mouth and begin to give him, just begin to adore him, begin to thank him, begin to praise him. Come on, from a place of passion. How do, how do I stir up passion? Because I'm stirring up gratitude. I'm stirring up gratitude. I'm stirring up gratitude. Listen, thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuestINTL Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get your love fixed, man.